Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Life Self Mastery. Today I'm excited to have Sasha Mirchandani, who's a founder and managing director at K Capital and early seed stage fund. He's a co-founder of Mumbai Angels, India's first angel investment group. Prior to this, Sasha was a managing director of Blue Run Ventures. Before joining Blue Run Ventures, he was the CEO and founder of Immersius Technologies. Uh, earlier, Sasha was at Market. Uh, electronics, but he was head of corporate affairs and new business. Uh, Sasha is on the boards of Hathway Cable and Data Farm Limited, uh, Health Card Young, uh, President's Organization and Mumbai Angels, among others. He's also the past president of uh, uh, EO Mumbai and is also uh, on the board of governors of Universal Business School. Sasha is an alumni of Strayer University and I'm Ahmedabad. Welcome to the show, Sasha. Thank you, Roy, for having me on. Awesome. So, you know, how did you get into uh, into the VC world and what made you start K-Capital? So, I actually got into the VC world long, long back. This was around the time of uh, the dot-com era, which was right. between 99 and 2001, if you recollect. Most right. people on this podcast were not even born right. in, at that time. I was still working in my family business and uh, I realized that there was a huge gap in the early stage ecosystem in those days, because I was looking at this young startup and um, I realized there's absolutely nobody in the space. So I ended up financing the company through uh, our public business, which uh, was for about three months before the new board said, look, this is not uh, synergistic to the core business, you're listed, you need to take it private. And I remember going and looking for VCs and I realized that there was not even a handful so I realized there was a huge gap. So I didn't make the investment. But between 2002 and four, I started making more investments. I realized that uh, there's a huge, huge gap in the ecosystem where not more than four or five VCs existed in those days. Interesting. And what do you think has changed over the last 18 years? I've seen a lot of activity has happened in the last five years, especially since you know uh, we've got bigger funds like SoftBank who's come into India. But what do you, uh, you, you've already seen the bust of uh, 2001 and 2008 recession. Uh, what do you think has changed over uh, you know, 18 or 19 years uh, of VC funding in, in India? A lot has changed. The ecosystem has matured tremendously uh, over the last 18, 20 years. We now have um, several VC funds. I remember the first batch came in 2006. They were in several uh, different stages. So you'd have the Indian VC funds, homegrown like Nexus, etc. You then started having um, global VC funds with outposts uh, in India. And then you started having the global VC funds who actually had teams in India. And therefore, you know, now these funds are into fund four, fund five. And there's literally billions of dollars of capital available in the venture ecosystem. You also have smaller VC funds like our firm, K Capital, Bloom, IQ, Venture Nursery, and so on and so forth. You also have Angel Networks. I'm co-founder of Mumbai Angels, Indian Angel Network, Chennai Angels. Uh, and then you also have a lot of angel investors who are marquee entrepreneurs who left their businesses and are investing on the side or senior executives from Flipkart, Ola. So there's a plethora of money available now compared to 2001, 2002. Right. And uh, I, I wanted to understand, especially during, uh, during these times of crisis, are VC still open for business? Are you still looking at, at new venture opportunities to invest into startups? 
So I can speak for ourselves. Uh, I would say about 90% of our time was taken working with our portfolio, you know, once uh, this pandemic hit, this is maybe mid-March onwards. But I would say maybe 10-20% uh, of our time now is looking out for new investments. And uh, in fact, we just gave a term sheet for a company uh, last week. So that's probably our first investment okay. that we've done in a while. So we are open for business because proof is that we have written this, given this term sheet for this company. And I've been talking to my VC friends. I would say it's probably the same for most VC funds. About 10-20% of the time is now looking for new deals. And this will only ramp up, is my guess, because there's so much of dry powder available in the Indian ecosystem right, right now. Maybe, like I said earlier, 5-6 billion. So this has to ramp up over the next couple of weeks and months. Right. And, and Sasha, do you think we're going to have a V-shaped recovery or a U-shaped recovery, which, which might take anywhere from 20, 12 months to 24 months from now? Well, I'm not an economist, no. but um, the way I see it, you know, I would love it to be V, but realistically, it's, it's going to be more a U or L-shaped recovery, in my opinion. I'd love to be proven wrong. And if things can turn in the next couple of months, nothing like it. But uh, none of the signs show me that it's going to be U-shaped. So, I mean, V-shaped. So it's more realistic U or L. And unfortunately, it looks more like, so we're planning for an L for our portfolio companies, to be honest. Though we hope that it's either a U or V before that. Got it. And you know, what advice would you give for founders to, to look at capital allocation during, uh, during COVID times? Yeah, so be super, super careful about capital allocation. That's the, the number one reason for success of failure of an entrepreneur uh, is capital allocation, right? You get the capital, but where do you allocate it? Right. Uh, and therefore, for us right now, what we're saying is manage cash, right? So 18 to 24 months of cash we must have uh, if you want to survive this pandemic. And now beyond that, who knows? But reality is that uh, everyone's thinking 18 months, 12 to 18 months, but we feel it could be even longer than that. And that's why I said L-shaped. If you read today's Financial Times, Merck's, Merck, the pharmaceutical company, right. they said, listen, who's, who said it's going to be 18 to 24 months? Could, or sorry, 12 to 18, could be longer. So, you know, the signs are there that this could be much longer. So the companies that have the cash, as much as possible of cash, are the ones that will survive uh, this pandemic. And then thrive after that, of course. Got it. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, how do you look at uh, portfolio construction and, and uh, reserve allocation uh, when it comes to investing into startups? Because reserve allocation is very, very important. Uh, we still have a lot of money left in our second fund, which is reserved exclusively for you know those companies that are doing well. We have a certain ratio, and we stick to that. And we realize that if we don't stick to that and start to put more money into the seed companies, which is the first batch, uh, that creates a problem because when you have winners, you need that money to double down on the winning companies. So that, that uh, discipline is very important. We take it very seriously. Right, and, and are, are you guys sector agnostic or do you, do you focus on a couple of sectors only to, uh, to invest in? So technically we are sector agnostic, but what we do is we take a couple of themes that okay. we believe uh, are going to be uh, relevant in the next, say, X period of time. And then we focus on those categories exclusively. But technically we can invest in any early stage tech company. Right? Got it. And, uh, you know, what I've seen uh, during COVID times is uh, there's a, a massive, uh, 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 you know, you, uh, growth in ed tech and med 
tech companies. But uh, other than Baidu's and and Practo, uh, I uh, I haven't seen many success stories. Uh, but but do you think? Uh, there'll be a lot more success stories because uh, even even young children have been forced to use Zoom uh, platforms to to study and do online learning. Uh, what are your thoughts on you know edtech and medtech companies, especially in the next one or two years, where you know founders can look at opportunities? Yeah, I believe both are massive opportunities. I think everyone knows this. You don't need me to tell you that. And uh, and as you rightly said. There's now been a push to it because of digitalization, right? And right. people have seen the value of it. They've seen worked from homes, these young kids, and seen that they can get a world-class experience, even if they're at home and don't have to go to the classrooms or don't have to go to the coaching classes, etc. And also, you'll see new models come up within, say, edtech. Uh, and therefore, I see huge opportunity in that category. And then in health tech, it's probably one of the most underpenetrated categories in India. And if you realize, there's no um, unicorn in India, which is a health health tech company, unless I'm missing missing one. So I believe that in the next five or ten years, you will see multiple unicorns come out in the health tech category, like you saw Baidu's etc. come out in health tech. So both are going to be very relevant and very interesting categories for pretty much all VCs. And, and do you see any other sector? Because you know uh, you've been uh, uh, in the VC world for 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 quite a long time. What sort of uh, you know, areas should a founder look into uh, uh, to you know build if they are looking to build a new company during these times of recession. Uh, what uh, sectors or industries would you suggest them to look into? Frankly, you know, Rohit, um, like I keep saying, in every time someone asks me this question, right. there is no category that doesn't have opportunity in India. So we are founder first. Right. If the business makes sense, the entrepreneur is awesome. Space is available. You, you tell me, agri tech, health tech, um, you name a category, right? Where there's no opportunity, uh, there is opportunity everywhere. Huge right. opportunity. It's more about smaller funds like us picking our spots and being focused. But if you're a bigger firm, you can have senior people in multiple categories and find phenomenal companies. So it's a very exciting period for India over the next, I'd say, 20, 30 years. Oh, very interesting. And uh, uh, you know uh, what what has happened in India in the last couple of months is we've been uh, forced to do uh, uh, work from home, which is or, or remote work, which was a new concept for Indian companies, right? Uh, but what are your core observations for for the companies who you've backed uh, on how they're ma- ma- able to manage work from home? I think uh, most of our companies have actually done a very good job right. of managing from home because initially there was obviously a skepticism or fear or Know, lack of knowledge of how this will work. But I must say that uh, I would say pretty much all our companies have done a phenomenal job of managing their workforces. There's still so much to learn, of course, right? And there's trial and error still going on. And uh, there will be um, elements of uh, doubt, confusion. When this COVID situation calms down, when the lockdown ends, how many people can come to work, how often, which day. So all that stuff is still a work in progress. Every company is in a different stage of where they are as far as planning for this. And many of them, even with all the planning, will still make mistakes. But what the trend shows is that we can manage to work from home. And therefore, it just depends on the company as to how many days of the week do they want the employee to come and how many days can they work from home. And I see this as a trend that is going to go across pretty much all our portfolio companies. I think the key thing is you've got to trust your employees. And trust that they'll do their work versus saying, okay, they're home, are they watching a Netflix movie, are they working? And therefore, I believe Things will move to outcome-based KRAs versus 
you know so you say okay this is the outcome you can do it in 2 hours you can do it in 5 hours you can do it from timbuktu or from my office i don't care just right. get it done and therefore that's the trend so smarter companies move towards outcome based kras uh, as we progress right and uh, you know what suggestion would you give to to uh, entrepreneurs you know who uh, are going through tough times because uh, there there has been a lot of layoffs and salary cuts and it is difficult for a founder to manage it because it's a, it's a very lonely uh, position uh, what what advice would you give to founders to go through such challenging times i i always believe that uh, founders anybody actually for that matter why founders anybody right. needs great mentors right or coaches right uh, if you can find yourself a mentor that you respect Uh, who will not tell you what to do but how to think right. uh, i have seen that help me tremendously i have uh, some outstanding mentors i can call them coaches for lack of a better word i call them mentors right. and they've been outstanding influence for me in my life uh, mr rafiq malik who's chairman of metro shoes which is a phenomenal company mr pullap prasad who's uh, founder of alanda is one of the largest you know pipe uh, funds in the, in india they've been uh, mentors to me over several years and i found tremendous value out of these two gentlemen and i have also worked with many other very interesting and very successful people so i always believe that you find a good mentor because especially a ceo is very lonely as you rightly said right or a founder yeah. and therefore who else can you talk to go find someone or choose someone from your board that you respect and you know make him or her your mentor if you if you respect him or her enough card and uh, uh, you know what what i've seen in last uh, uh, you know couple of years is the you know the been lot of angels uh, and you know op- uh, operators who who are running micro vcs to to back entrepreneurs uh, so do you think uh, in, in next couple of years there's going to be uh, you know less number of operator vcs and uh, and uh, you know culmination of all these uh, smaller vcs get together or do you see a trend of a trend of more you know operators uh, running their own micro vcs on the side i think there be both right you know there's no such rule that you have to be an operator to be a great vc right. uh, you can be a consultant and you know and be an awesome vc i used to always believe that you have to have done something rolled up your sleeves right and if you have to force me to choose one i would say rolled up sleeves having operating experience you don't have to be an entrepreneur is better than just being a consultant but i have seen some amazing amazing vcs who been just consultants worked at bain or mckinsey and then come into the vc business with not a day of operating work but been one of some of the best vcs on the planet so it's very difficult to generalize so i believe uh, whoever comes in as long as he or she makes an effort to learn the new business which is venture capital right and uh, roll their sleeves up themselves can win and have won so and sometimes what happens if you're an operator or an entrepreneur sometimes you believe that it's my way or the highway and uh, not realizing that you're not going to be executing the other entrepreneur uh, executing and therefore sometimes they become shitty on vcs as well so you can't generalize i refuse to believe that right and and, uh, and you know what what i seen in the last 20 25 years is when internet was started we 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 thought we could uh, create a company out of out of anywhere but uh, but what has happened is you got to be in in, in some of these major hubs uh, be it bangalore or silicon valley or delhi uh, or for a matter uh, new york to be to 
be able to create a, a, a great company because because of network effects or because of the uh, quality of people who work in such big uh, big uh, cities. But do you think the, some of the greatest tech companies can now come out of tier two and tier three cities in India? Yeah, hundred percent. And slowly, you will see many such companies come out. You look at small towns like Jaipur. Uh, you have companies like Car Deco, which is an outstanding company. We have our own portfolio company, Hello English, in Jaipur. And if you carefully go through the landscape of India, you will see that slowly you will have more Car Decos uh, of the world come out of these companies, of these small cities, and therefore more confidence to build companies because you've got a situation where your colleagues uh, and employees don't leave so easily because there are very few people, very few top-tier companies in those cities, right? Secondly, right. Um, costs are low. Uh, and you get reasonable talent. Sometimes what happens is, let's say, for example, you really need 500 engineers or a thousand. You may not get it in a small town, and therefore you're forced to then move to Bangalore or Chennai. Right. But otherwise, uh, it's manageable. Got it. And uh, you know, wh- what are your thoughts on uh, on financing? Uh, you know, there's been a lot of debt financing companies like Altria Capital and all have been able to give. Uh, debt financing to to entrepreneurs. Do you think of uh, VC as a model is up for for disruption because you you get a lot of uh, you know other sorts of financing like debt financing and angel syndicates uh, which have also come up in last five to ten years. Yeah, I guess disruption is always uh, in the, on the annual. You can't uh, presume that things won't get disrupted. When Andreessen Horowitz came in to for business, right. they made did a great job of uh, disrupting a really old world old boys club you know industry. Uh, and they've done very well. But having said that, a uh, lot of the existing top-tier funds still exist and are doing very well, right? right? Therefore, I feel there's a place for disruption, but at the end of the day, there's a place for everyone. So there will be uh, space for venture capital, as in the conventional venture capital, debt, uh, venture debt, you name it, whether it be angel list type models. There's a lot of uh, collaboration and cohabitation uh, possible, and that's been proven out over the last several years. Right. And, and what are your thoughts on, uh, on market, you know, uh, since you're a seed investor, do you, do you look at market or, or team uh, or, or an idea when you look at investing into, an, uh, into a startup? So we look for everything, of course, just like every investor on planet Earth. But right. wherever we made a mistake is when we fell in love with the market opportunity and didn't focus enough time on the founder. Oh. It's always founder first. And so now we're laser focused on, not now, but for many years now, on the founder. If he or she is right, they will figure it out generally. It may take longer, maybe a couple of pivots, but the best founders always have a higher chance of figuring it out. Got it. Uh, yeah. Sasha, I quickly want to do the top three. Uh, what's your favorite uh, uh, business book? So the top of my mind, of course, is the Nike book by Phil Knight. Uh, I forgot the name of the book. Shoot That's right. This is outstanding. And then another book, which is not a business book, but uh, written by uh, Andre Agassi called Open. So it is outstanding. Right. Lots of life lessons in that book. I very rarely read a book twice, but I read that book twice. Uh, and I recommend it. It's a fantastic book. I mean, I can think of uh, hundreds. I, I read, I don't know how many books a year, but I'm just randomly giving you two. So that's my book that I recommend. These two books. And, uh, you know, if you could uh, go back in time when you started uh, your, your business, uh, uh, the, uh, K Capital, what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently? I would have, uh, the, the T 
team we have now i wish i could have hired them even and, and partnered with them even earlier in uh, in 2011 itself right. so always start strong with a bunch of great co-founders is always best advice was to try to do everything on your own got it and do you have any favorite online tools example zoom gmail slack i will use all of them i don't use slack that much but zoom of course is like taken over my life and i'm sure it's your life as well right pretty much i don't know how many zoom calls a day right. do so it's actually fantastic it's easy to use and i love it correct yeah so you know uh, uh, before the call we talked about wisa which is which is a, uh, a chatbot for mental health you know why did you invest into that company and what is uh, you know uh, who can who can use that that product so in, in fact it was my colleague um, vidushi who is the operating partner in our firm right she was the one who pushed me and my other partners to uh, invest in the company we obviously like the founders a lot but we were not sure about uh, how big this could become but clearly we've been proven wrong the company is doing really well and um, why i like talking about it at this stage is that uh, unfortunately uh, you right. know the world is now with this covid situation people are very lonely they need help right. um, and wise it is a phenomenal job uh, it's a mental health chatbot so i would encourage people to download it it has helped a lot of people it's a global app even though it's based in india but its attraction is pretty much all over the world and it's helped lots of people um in a very meaningful way and i'm so very happy and proud of the work that uh, the founders joe and ramakant have done to build this company out karpe will put that in the show notes uh, sasha what is what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more about k capital just email us directly um call me up if you want whatsapp me maybe through references whatever you feel is appropriate we earlier should say only come to reference right but you know, not everyone has a reference so if you are email is um, compelling enough why would you not respond i respond to every single mail anyway but if it had real content as to what we're looking for in an entrepreneur right. even more so so my email is on the website uh, and it's sasha@k-capital.com please feel free to email me anytime correct we will put that in the show notes uh, sasha thank you so much for taking out your precious time and speaking to us thank you rohit be safe everyone and uh, thanks again for your time Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery podcast where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.